T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Great debate Wednesday around here. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Something we do on Wednesdays, a little inspired by the news. Uh, so today we're talking about the most asterisk-worthy championships yeah. of all time. A little inspired by the Michigan Wolverines Definitely. and them winning the college football national championship on Monday night. So despite the fact that I do think that Michigan's uh, championship should get an asterisk, Perloff, you are staunchly against that. I did not pick them for the most asterisk-worthy team of all time. Right. I mean, honestly, the Michigan title could be vacated, too, which is even beyond asterisk. But same yeah. same thing. So you went with? I went with a different sign-stealing scandal with the Houston Astros of 2017 because that is they cheated, they got caught, clearly violating a rule in no. baseball. You can't use technology. It was lo-fi and hi-fi at the same time, like using the center field camera to find the catcher's signs, but then using a very lo-fi trick of banging on a garbage can to tell the batter whether a breaking ball was coming. I mean, this is open and shut. They were cheating. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, somebody tweeted us that that's typical Yankee fan bias. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Yankee fan. but Yeah, um, you're a Met fan. I do think that Aaron Judge also did get, you know, listen, the Yankees lost in the ALCS to that Astros team, but Aaron Judge also lost out on the MVP to Jose Altuve. And it, it's, Oh, where? Well, it's, yeah, I know. He's, he's a millionaire, so it's fine. And he ended up winning another MVP. But... You guys actually think that Jose Altuve was wearing the buzzers. Everybody thinks that. And right? I don't, which is weird. I, I I don't think that. But I'm still picking the Astros as the uh, the biggest asterisk-worthy championship. What about you? Okay, and uh, again, I'm clearly getting killed on social media for this, but I don't care. If, I, if you ask me what's the title team that has the biggest caveat and therefore an asterisk, it is the 1993-94 and 94-95 Houston Rockets, because we all know they only won those titles because MJ was not there. I'm sorry. That is so, so harsh. But the reality is, if Michael Jordan had been playing basketball, the Chicago Bulls, I did play the second year, but only part of it. If he was there, the Bulls would have won those two titles because we all know that's how NBA basketball works. Michael Jordan's on the court. That team wins the title. Okay, but this is why I have a problem with this one. I'll agree with you that the Houston the Houston Rockets, it's part of the story. They won the back-to-back titles, but it was when Jordan had retired. But you have no idea. Jordan could have, I have twisted every a knee. He could have he broke his leg again like he did his rookie season. You have no idea what would have happened. Or Scottie Pippen could have gotten hurt, and maybe they don't win. Like there's There are so many outcomes that could have happened differently, even if Jordan was playing. There are not. <laughs> there are. Is the sun going to rise in the morning? <laughs> yes. Is Michael Jordan going to win the NBA title when he's there the whole season with the Bulls? 
Yes. You act like he had, no... had never made it to the in the playoffs with the Bulls without winning titles before the six championships. Like, he had gone to the playoffs and lost. But that's once he became actualized and grew into it and, you know, lifted some weights to beat the bad boy Pistons. Once he hit that Jordan level, there was no way he was going to lose. Unlike your guy, LeBron, who was what? What's his finals record? Uh, Four and six, I yeah. guess. Ten finals, right? Six and oh. The, there was just no way, and that that was not going to be six and two. It was not going to be uh, seven and one. It was six and zero. Oh. If he was there, they were going to win. So that's why, as much as I okay. love Robert Ory and I love Clyde Drexler and I love Eliza one, I'm sorry that Houston team gets an asterisk to me. Okay, we're talking about the most asterisks worthy champions of all time. What I think is hilarious about that is you also want to put an asterisk on. The Toronto Raptors. I could actually asterisk any NBA. Okay, well, let's, let's yeah. pause on this one. Because <laughs> yeah. you also want to asterisk the Toronto Raptors. Definitely. Because Kevin Durant got hurt. Yes. Okay, so you're telling me there's no chance that Michael Jordan could have gotten hurt. There's no chance that if he was no. playing that something would have happened. And, and yet it did happen in another finals. And you want to put an asterisk on it. I mean, are like, you really worried about twisting your ankle when you can walk on water, Maggie? What, what are you talking about? I, uh, I mean, there's so many NBA titles with Astros. There's a 2020 Lakers in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, 2002 Lakers against the Sacramento Kings. And Ryan pretty much, yeah. picked the 2000. Well, I'll let you tell it, Ryan. Yeah, I picked the 2006 Miami Heat championship being the most asterisk level championship because the free throw differences between the Mavericks and the Heat, yeah. Dwayne Wade specifically, it literally caused Mark Cuban to hire an FBI agent to investigate it. <laughs> How many times do you think Mark Cuban has hired an FBI agent to investigate something? He seems like that would be in his bag of tricks. Mark like, Cuban, yeah. <laughs> I will investigate you. Uh, and Pete, you went with who? The 2020 uh, Dodgers, because the season was drastically different than our normal season. I know it was COVID, but it should be acknowledged that it was a different type of season compared to the others. Yeah. Well, yeah, but You're then, right about that. Could you do that to other strike-shortened seasons? Like the Spurs beat the Knicks, yep. the uh, Washington and Redskins yeah. won with John Riggins. I think that's fair. Very fair. I, I think these shortened seasons, for sure, it feels particularly egregious with baseball, though, because we've seen so many times teams get off to great 60-game starts and then totally fall apart. You know, like that does happen. Mm. Generally, it's, you know, teams with, like, I don't know, like lower payroll teams or whatever it can be. You see teams get out of the gate and then they just like sort of falter because they don't have depth. Right. But the Dodgers were obviously going to make the playoffs anyway, because they do every year. The the thing about baseball is once you get in the postseason, anything that happened before doesn't matter. So they played, I believe they played mostly a full postseason. They did. It was just in San Diego and Texas. They split it up into two places. So baseball postseason is complete random crapshoot anyway. So they happen to win that that year. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. So you are welcome to weigh in on the other most asterisk-worthy championships. Again, we're acknowledging, you know, boxing matches that look like they were fixed. Horse races where the horse is injected with steroids. Steroids in general. You could put some asterisks on on a couple things. Like the Tour de France forever, all the Lance Armstrong championships. It just feels Specifically like... Specifically Lance Armstrong. Well, Lance, but everyone was doping back then. Uh, yeah, but he was... He took it a little further. Well, and he was, you know, he was putative about it. Like, he was cheating and he right. was ruining other people's lives. Right, it's sort of the way he did lives. afterwards, right. exactly. And that's why I thought the Astros definitely deserve to be number one here in this debate of the most asterisk-worthy championships of all time is because they were so smug. It's like, we are so much smarter than everyone else. Our friend 
Ben Ryder wrote a book about this. Like they were smarter. They were doing it better than everyone. You know, they were doing it just like everyone else. Yeah, they but were they... losing a lot and getting high draft picks. Like that's but true. the process. But the, I think the Astros did change the tenor of the scandal because they won so much after it was revealed that they were sign stealing. It's kind of like Michigan. I mean, they were the best team. You have to admit the Astros have been the best team in the last five years, regardless of sign stealing. Okay, but if you actually dig deeper into some of the reporting around the Astros, we call it the 2017 World Series, yeah. but this thing allegedly started in 2016 and did go into 2018 too. So there are multiple. Yeah, but they made they won the World Series way after that, and they made another World Series. So they, yeah, they've they been the to dominant the team. Nationals. They lost. Uh, they, they lost, lost to the, the Braves, right? They oh. lost to the next. They saw lost the next year to the Boston Red Sox in the ALCS. Right, and right. then the, they also lost to the Nationals in it, the World Series. Uh and they beat the Phils for what that's worth. <laughs> so they they've won a World Series. They're they're really good. Just like Michigan. I'm sorry, the fact that Michigan won beat Ohio State, uh Alabama and Washington without signs proves to me they didn't need them. 855-212-4CBS 855-212-4227. You know, I think there's a lot of Patriots stuff you could have put in there if you wanted to. It's just never been proven that the Patriots filmed the walkthrough of the St. Louis Rams before their first title. There's a lot of innuendo out there. There's a lot of speculation out there. But because it wasn't proven, it's hard to go with that football. But they did prove Spygate. That's not enough to get make this list. It could if well, they you want to make the case. They didn't win that year. So that that's why they don't go down there. 855-212-4227. Okay, let's talk a little more on football conversation. Want to play a little game here. Maybe a little music, possibly. Want to play a little game. Now, we've got... Five openings right now in the NFL. And we've got three coaches that I think are the most interesting in this hiring cycle. So we are going to try to put one of these three coaches into these five different openings. And these coaches are as follows. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Mike Vrabel. Now I understand people are screaming at me in your car. Maggie, Bill Belichick, and Jim Harbaugh are not free agents right now. They are still employed by their teams. Yes, we know. No one's screaming that. Everyone knows <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. We're just at doing least, this know, for fun. They guys. definitely know about Harbaugh. Belichick, you could argue, he hasn't left yet. That's but true. I see what you're saying. Okay, so yes, we know that they still are technically employed where they are, but bear with us. Okay, so Ryan, you want to throw out the team? We'll tell you who's the best fit. Let's start with the Chargers. So this is seems pretty obvious. You got to bring Harbaugh to the Chargers if you can, because of these three guys. Harbaugh is the offensive guy; he's the quarterback guy, and you have Justin Herbert. So, listen, I don't want Bill Belichick. You want to develop Justin Herbert. I don't want Bill Belichick to sort of take the air out of the ball and win with defense and slow play. This is not the Chargers I want to see. I want to see. Uh, basically, Jim Harbaugh come in here and do what he did in San Francisco. Make them a dangerous team. You can still have a good defense, but he's got to take Justin Herbert to the next level. He's the guy. I love Belichick here. He's the culture setter. Not that Harbaugh's not, but Belichick come in, add a little respectability to this Chargers team that finds themselves just mired in medi- mediocrity or worse. Brandon Staley was defensive coach, couldn't get anything out of this defense. Watch Bill Belichick come in and turn this around. And I think Justin Herbert, he doesn't need a full makeover of a coach. He needs tweaks here and there. This guy is already a really good football player and a good quarterback. Chargers already six interviews in, six (laughs) interview requests, and they're they're casting a wide net, which is interesting. 
uh, they 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 are not, and they half defensive, half offense. They just want a good coach. What was next? The Las Vegas Raiders. I love this for Harbaugh. Give Harbaugh be, this mm. job because the Raiders don't have an identity to me. Partly because they don't have a quarterback that I don't think he, you know, Aiden O'Connell's not the answer. Obviously, Jimmy G's not the answer. You know, uh, they need an identity here that's not Mark Davis. And I think Harbaugh does that. He comes in, he takes up the oxygen, and he can develop a young quarterback. Vrabel, come on. You need some, you need a super tough guy here. Uh, and Vrabel will recreate the, in my image, the 1970s Raiders, where they're just going to come out there and they're going to beat you up and they're going to be dirty if they have to. Not that Vrabel's dirty necessarily, but I feel like his emotional style, that's really his advantage. Is he connects with the players and he gets them to play hard. That's what the Raiders have been missing for so long. Yes, their talent hasn't been great, but I feel like he can fix all the negative vibes that's been going on since they really hired. I mean, actually... I guess since the Super Bowl year. They've been 20 years of being unmotivated and poorly coached. Vrabel's a perfect guy to change that around. If you're just joining us, we are putting the three high-profile coaching candidates and Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, and Mike Vrabel into and fitting them and slotting them into the five NFL coaching uh, vacancies right now. I get it. Belichick and Harbaugh still have jobs, but just bear with us. This is just for fun. Who's next? The Atlanta Falcons. Quick to me, this is Belichick. You know, I think of Belichick, McDaniels, like this could work here because you've got weapons in Atlanta that Belichick hasn't had forever. I mean, <laughs> the talent and the upside and the ceiling on some of these offensive weapons are is incredible. And you just need a quarterback to fill that out. And then on the defensive side, they did spend a little money in free agency. They do have a couple pieces there. This is This is, could be easy tweaks and a very winnable division. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Belichick's got to get this record, and this is the best place to do it because you'll be playing the NFC South. But I don't necessarily agree with those weapons. Yes, they drafted a lot of weapons. But what has Kyle Pitts done for you? I know he's a high draft pick. Is he going anywhere? Drake London's good, but there's a million receivers who – would you put him top 10 in the league? No way. And Bijan, he's a running back. So I think they, if they hire him, they're they're aiming for 10 and 7. And if I Belichick, I'd do that because the competition's so weak. But I'm not thrilled about that. I agree Belichick's the best fit there. Because Vrabel's not going there, is he? I, I mean, he's not taking over for Arthur Smith. But, again, are you excited about that one? Okay, two more quick ones. Oh, okay. I thought that was the last one. My bad. Okay, Titans and Panthers. No and no. I don't think any of these three guys would ever entertain taking either of these jobs. Not to sound like a cop-out, none of these guys are working for David Tepper, and I don't think the Titans, uh, well, Vrabel obviously just got fired by them, and I don't. I think Jim Harbaugh and Belichick would, would not coach rather than coach that team. Yeah, there's a rumor that David Tepper wants Belichick, but no, it'd be a, it'd be a bad fit. I haven't heard. Those three guys, are they're linked everywhere except Tennessee. <laughs> so obviously Tennessee's going young coordinator. All right, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You are welcome to weigh in on that or our great debate series for today. What is the most asterisk-worthy title and championship of all time? You can also go vote, put it up on Twitter, at Maggie and Pearl, uh, with some options there. It is Great Debate Wednesday. Okay, don't move. Scheduled to appear, coming up next, Pro Bowler. Saquon Barkley from your New York Giants scheduled to appear. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Okay. 
You know I love talking about weather, commutes. Yeah. You brought up gas prices earlier. I read a story that terrified me this morning. What's that? Terrified me. About the weather? No, the weather was, by the way, a huge problem for me last night. Our Basically, my apartment almost blew off the face of the earth. The oh, wind was gosh. so strong in New York City coming off the river. But commuting sucks. I hate it. Yeah. And Everyone I thought I had a bad one for years. I used to drive from Brooklyn, New York to Connecticut to be on the Dan Patrick show. The only downside of the job was my commute was terrible. I hated it. But then I'm reading rents are so high in New York right now. I read a story today in the New York Post. There's a guy who commutes weekly from Columbus, Ohio to New York <laughs> City because he can't afford a studio apartment in New York. Wait, so flying from Columbus, Ohio to New York City every day is cheaper? He no. works three times Three days a week in the office in New York City. So he, what he does is he gets on a flight at 4.30 on Tuesday morning. Or sorry, it's 6 a.m. flight on Tuesday. He wakes up at 4.30, gets on a 6 a.m. flight. Then he uses cheap hotels in New York and spends the week there, then flies back to Columbus. And he says it's a much better financial situation than actually renting in New York. And he lives out of what? a suitcase or he does this. He hangs his clothes. In uh, in the coat rack at his office, <laughs> it just comes in and what gets a little uh, shaves in the in the bathroom at work. Or something? Well, he gets a hotel room, like yeah, cheap hotel room in New York. You got to be careful about how cheap you're getting. So he had to basically he said, "I'm going to." He said, "Hotels got too expensive, so he has to stop doing it." <laughs> the but, guy who commutes from Columbus, Ohio, to New York. Maggie, you to save you, on rent. You see New York City rent? It's impossible. <laughs> I'm running into the same thing this guy does. Now I can understand driving, but Columbus is a little far. Okay, let's get to our next guest. Taylor pitches it right for Barkley. Saquon jukes a man and into the end zone for the touchdown. His second in the ball game. He had Zach Cunningham to beat. A little shoulder fake, and Barkley's in for his sixth rushing touchdown of the season. And with 5.08 to go in the half, it's now 16-0 Giants with the extra point pending. That was two-time Pro Bowler, former Offensive Rookie of the Year, and former Penn State All-American Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants just pouring it on Perloff's Eagles. Uh. And Saquon is good enough to join us now on behalf of Silk. Silk kicks off their Feel Plenty Good Challenge, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Saquon, it's Maggie and Perloff. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Played your highlight there against the Eagles. Yeah. We want to get to plenty of giant stuff too, but Wait, Perloff's a big Eagles fan. I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, and, you know, at their head of the playoffs, can't you give them a break in week 18? <laughs> you guys looked like the team that was more fired up, believe it or not. Nah, we had to we had to go out on top. Um, we didn't have this, the year we were like, um, but we were able to control uh, the last game and go out how we wanted to. And in the NFL, this business, that's the last time that we always going to be with each other. So we wanted to go out on top, and we came out uh, on fire and was able to get the job done. Yeah, 6-11 season for you guys. I'm sure not the one that you wanted to, but let's stick with you guys played and faced the Philadelphia Eagles twice in the last three weeks of the season. You played them twice since Christmas. They're now moving on to the playoffs. Can we do a little scouting report, please? Because their defense looks like it's a shell of what it has been, especially last year. You just torched them for two touchdowns. What do you see from the Eagles' defense? How different is it now? I just feel like you get in slumps sometimes. Mm. Uh, that's the NFL. Uh, I don't think Philly's not a good team. They're still a really good team. Uh, they were in the Super Bowl last year, and they still have a lot of those talent. Um but that's how it is. It's ups and downs through the season. 
And you never know. It's all about who really gets hot in the playoffs. That's really what really matters. And whoever goes into it winning, if you have a five-game win streak or you have a six-game losing streak, the beauty of the NFL is one game, who's going to be the better man, the better team in that moment. And if Philly can find a way to do that, um, they can still make a run. Saquon, I want to ask you to scout another team. The Dallas Cowboys uh, really had your number this year. Is this a different Dallas Cowboys team than the team we've seen the last few years? Uh, Was there something about this version of the team that might be able to go a little further than they have in the past? Yeah, I think if, uh, you know, I I think it's this year's their best shot if they're going to do it. Um, You know, playing them for the last six years, uh, they they definitely, this definitely was the toughest Dallas Cowboys team that I had to face. But like I said, kind of similar with um, Philly. Like, they're a hot team right now. Dallas a hot team right now. But when you get into playoffs, only thing that matters is who wins that game. Last year, Minnesota Vikings were fourteen and three or something like that, and we were nine and seven. And when we got there, it was in that moment who was the better team. We went went in there and got the win. And then when we played Philly in the divisional playoffs last year, they were the better team that day too. So whoever's a better team and gets hot in the playoffs is the team that's going to make the runs. Saquon Barkley is joining us. Of course, the two-time Pro Bowler is joining us on behalf of Silk, and we'll get to that in a moment. Got a cool breakfast challenge. Can we dig down just a little bit deeper on the Cowboys? Why do you think they and how do they feel different from years past? Because you know them so well. I think the defense is playing at a, at a, at a crazy level um, from the times that I played them. Like, you could really feel their presence uh, this year in the games that uh, I, I've been a part of. And on the offensive side, I think Dak, obviously, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But my biggest shout-out I got to give to is CD. I think CD has finally... You know, I've always knew CD was going to be a talented wide receiver and a great wide receiver, but I think he took that step where he's elite. He's elite. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, um, and it's going to be a tough challenge for anybody to stop him also with uh, Ferguson, their tight end, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun playoff run for, you know, you, I don't want Dallas or, or Philly to win <laughs> at all because, you know, the, the rivals, but um, I think I would love to see them match up again, especially when Philly starts playing hot again. It's, I think it's going to be a good game for the fans, too, just for if you're a fan of football. You know, Perloff, you always ask this question. We should ask it to Saquon because we always wonder, and I know you're on the offensive side of the ball here, not defense, but it's like you see C.D. Lamb. He's the obvious number one option for the Dallas Cowboys, and yet no one can stop him still. Like, why don't defenses try to do – throw every resource towards towards it, Saquon. Like, why is that not the game plan? Hey, under all circumstances, under no circumstances, rather, can CeeDee Lamb get the football? Um, Yeah, defenses probably do. You know, they, that's probably the game plan, the mindset to come. It's on coaching, too. It's on coaching. It's putting your position, putting your players still in position to be able to make plays. And they have so many other talent, talented players around them, too. So you really can't only focus on one player when you're, when you're playing against the Dallas Cowboys or anybody really in the NFL. That's that's a, the, the challenge. But I think the, the the coaches do a really good job of, even though everyone knows CD is the guy, of putting him in positions to make plays. And I think CD's really great. He's not just a guy who can just run routes and get open. Like, you can throw him a little slant. You can throw him a little screen, and he's still going to be productive and make plays. So that definitely helps out with his case and the reason why he's also been productive too. You know, Saquon, there's been a lot of talk over the last few years, the value of a running back, but this is a time of year for running backs. And it feels like, especially this year, we're not seeing a lot of 49, 42 games. It feels like a lot of, like you look at the Chiefs this year and you look at the way the Bills have played lately. It feels like this might be the time uh, in the playoffs where a running back makes a huge difference. I think Christian McCaffrey is the one to do it, to be honest. 
Um, I feel like San Fran, you know, have a really good shot of, of, of winning the whole thing and taking it, you know, taking it to the Super Bowl. And I feel like Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big part of that. He's been all year. Uh, that's a talented team over there. But people might want to say the running back position is dying or this and that. There, it's like when you get to these games and when you're going against opponents that's going to be close games, you got to be able to play great defense and you got to be able to run the ball at some point throughout the game. Um, if you if you're able to do that, it's gonna put yourself in the best position to win football games. And uh, I think Christian McCaffrey and there's a whole bunch of guys in the playoffs right now that are, are capable of doing that. But right now, Christian had the best year out of all the running backs, um, in my opinion, you know, often the player of the year and an MVP uh, caliber player. So hopefully, he can continue to do that. Saquon Barkley is joining us. I've been pounding the table for Christian McCaffrey to be the MVP candidate from the 49ers, not Brock Purdy. So much so, Saquon, that like a fan from San Francisco sent Perloff and I Brock Purdy for MVP t-shirts that we could wear to try to persuade us. I mean, I imagine what you'll say here, but when people say Brock Purdy is the MVP of the 49ers, what do you say to that? Um, The MVP is a, is a quarterback award, so... I, I can see why why they say that, but I think what Christian did this year is, you know, it's, you know, he's the best running back in the NFL. Uh, and trust me, I hate saying that. I hate <laughs> having that come on. I hate having that come on my mouth, but it's the truth. It's the reality of it. Is he, he's he's been balling. He's been playing great. Um, and even if he doesn't win MVP, I think he should be Offensive Player of the Year for sure. Saquon Barkley is joining us. Of course, he's the two-time Pro Bowler. He was the former Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's an All-American at Penn State. Want to get your thoughts on the College Football National Championship in just a moment. He's joining us on behalf of Silk. Silk is kicking off their Feel Plenty Good Challenge. It's a breakfast challenge. We're very curious about what you're eating and what goes in your smoothie, Saquon. So we will ask you about that. Don't worry. But, you know... I know that you were on a, a phone call reported. You were on a phone call last year. It was McCaffrey. It was uh, Nick Chubb. It was Derrick Henry about how to kind of basically, you know, fix the financial state of the position for the running back. Has anything come since that? Are there still any good ideas you've heard about how to get running backs better uh, paid better? Um, no, there really hasn't been too much conversations really after that when we really kind of got right into the season. And at that point, all that conversation kind of got to get put to bed for a little bit. You got to focus on the season. I think John Taylor did a really good job of, you know, getting the deal done. Um, that really did help other running back market again. Um, but, yeah, I think – I feel like every position should do this, to be honest. Uh, I think it was a good thing that we just got a lot of a lot of the, the well-known uh, running backs who, who, who are – got paid or are going to get paid soon. Um, all in a call, and we all just got to chop it up and, and you know, feed off each other and, and get to get insight from each other. And I think that's important. And, you know, I want to be involved more in that if, if we continue to do that. Did you ever think about, uh, I know some young players, there was a, a, a thinking out there that players might not play running back. Was it running back always for you? Did you ever think about playing another position in your life? No, I never thought about it. I've, I've always loved running back. Uh, running back has been something that I've been doing since I was seven, eight years old. Never quarterback? Um, nah, never quarterback. I, I never wanted to be a quarterback at all. I think my son, my son, uh, he, he, he's, you know, his first word was football, and <laughs> he, he loved throwing the football to me and, and any type of ball. So he, he might, he might, uh, I might put him in that, that role to, to play quarterback. But with the trend of, like, kids not want to play running back, like, I don't believe in that. It's just a trend right now. Like, we're, we're just in a phase where everyone's like, oh, the running back position is, it's like, 
is just a little phase. The running back position is going to come back alive, especially if we continue to have guys like Christian um, and Derrick Henry playing at such a high level. Saquon Barkley is joining us on behalf of Silk. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, so there's been some changes with the New York Giants. Uh, Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator, has resigned. There's been some other changes on the defensive side. And Saquon, yeah, I know you're on the offensive side, but can you tell when there's tension between coaches? There was tension reportedly between head coach Brian Dayball and Wink Martindale, and now Martindale is gone. Like, can the rest of the team feel that coaches aren't getting along necessarily? Uh, like you said, I, I'm not on the defensive side. Um, obviously, um, one was one of the leaders and one of the captains on the team. If there was any tension or anything, uh, they did a really good job of never letting it be a problem for the team. <clears throat> you were never, you never felt that, uh, you never got that. Um, obviously what happens between closed doors, uh, is something that, you know, that's what, what they have to control. Uh, do I believe that there was tension? I don't know. Like I said, uh, they did a really good job of keeping it between um, them and the coaches. It's what you're supposed to do, and that's that's what matters. Sometimes you get in arguments as coaches. Sometimes you get in arguments as players. Uh, when you have everybody, you know, all working such a common goal, there's a lot of issues that present itself. But the pro the, the way you have to have to handle it as players and coaches to make sure that it never is a reason why we're losing games. It's never a reason why we're not being productive in games. So that's the way you got to control it. And I think the coaches did a really good job if there ever was any tension. All right, Saquon, listen, uh, my physique similar to yours. I'm really interested to hear what you're saying yes. about, <laughs> about, about smoothies. That's a lie. That's a, that's a bold-faced lie. So Silk is kicking <laughs> off its uh, Planty Good Challenge with star-powered smoothies. Uh, seven days of delicious plant-based breakfast, a chance to win free breakfast for life. Uh, I'm into it. Tell me why I should be drinking smoothies every day. I mean, one free breakfast for life. Like, who oh. who doesn't want that at all? And there's also, I believe, five to six others that would get get it for a year. Um, I think everyone should get involved because it inspires everyone to be able to get into a healthier lifestyle. And I'm all about that. Like you said, our physiques are really similar. Very similar. So we got to continue to we got to continue to stay fit, continue to stay healthy, put the right things in your body. Um, getting in my career, going to year seven. Every time I say that out loud, it sounds crazy crazy every single time but just finding new ways that i could continue to improve my game and get an upper hand on uh, my competition and that's focus on nutrition and diet and add, add more plant-based to my diet um and also to my breakfast and i feel like a lot of people over overthink breakfast and it's mm. a fun easy way to get breakfast in the right stuff in your body um and to start your, your day off great can i share my smoothie recipe real quick well, I, I want Saquon's, not yours. Well, you, just, yesterday, you compared yourself to Chet Holmgren. That's uh, who you look like, not Saquon Barkley. Two bananas, <laughs> almonds, walnuts. I put avocado in it, and I use silk soy milk, actually. Wait, why are we hearing about yours? Saquon, what's your smoothie? Because he knows that sounds good. First of all, I love it. I love that. Actually, the silk is the best part. Um, for me, it's I, I, it's... It's. I think we did bananas, we did uh, strawberries, blueberries, spinach, um, chia seeds. Um, the most important ingredient is silk. It's a silk milk. Um, it's it's really important to to put that in, um, and it also gives it over the edge, gives it the taste that I need. 
challenge.silk.com is where you can go. you got to pledge to incorporate Silk into your breakfast for seven days in a row in this January. Then you enter to win this challenge, and you could get free breakfast for life. The six other randomly selected winners will receive breakfast for a year. Uh, last one for you, Saquon, and, and thank you so much for joining us. So you've had some good battles with the University of Michigan when you were an All-American at Penn State. Perloff and I do not agree on this about whether Michigan's title is tainted because of the sign-stealing scandal uh, from this year. What You played college football big time. You played against Harbaugh in Michigan. What's your thoughts on them winning the title? That's a great point, to be honest. <clears throat> I never, I didn't think about it that way until this question was just presented to me. Um, One, I, I love that Michigan won the Big Ten, uh, obviously. Uh, being in the Big Ten, you can see someone from the Big Ten come out on top and get the job done. Uh, it's really important, and it's, I think it's helpful for all the Big Ten schools. Um, it, does it count? Yeah, it still counts. Uh, it still counts. Uh, I don't really – I'm not too familiar with it. I, I, I Obviously, during the seasons, I saw news articles and stuff pop up about it, but um, I'm pretty sure they weren't still in signs uh, against Washington or against Alabama in the college football playoffs. And they got the punishment. Uh, Harbor wasn't there for most of the games. Trust me, I, I watch. Uh, the office coordinator beat beat up on my my knee lines. <laughs> um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, you got to win football games, and they did that. And you know, hats off to them. Um, and hopefully, we can get them next year at Penn State. Wait, take what you'll root for Michigan, but you don't want the Eagles or the Cowboys to win in the playoffs. <laughs> so that's where you draw the line. I'm re I'm removed though. I'm removed. From oh, them, so it's like if I was okay. in college. If I was in college, it's like. It's like, no, I don't want another Big Ten school to win. But now it's like we always get in this conversation, this arguments like, oh, SEC or the Big Ten. So it's like, or Pac-12 or I don't know if the, well, now there's a whole bunch of schools from Pac-12s come to the Big Ten. I'm all lost in the college world right now. Too, but, <laughs> uh, now when I'm in a locker room, I could, it's you can't be like, oh, SEC got this and Georgia. It's like, okay, well, like Big Ten, we have a national championship too. And this is what we got to go against. Penn State got to go against. Uh, national championships, Ohio State. Um, so Big Ten is the same level caliber of SEC. And right now we're the best conference. So it helps. <laughs> helps for the trash talk in the locker room. Saquon Barkley on behalf of Silk. Appreciate you, Saquon. Best of luck in whatever happens this offseason with you and your future. Um, and thank you again. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate that. Saquon Barkley from your New York Giants. And he's a free agent right now, so we don't know if they're going to use the franchise tag mm -hmm. on him again or if he's actually going to hit the market. All I heard was he loves my smoothie recipe. I mean, I did <laughs> throw silk in there. for, for <laughs> I knew that that kind of guaranteed that he'd like it, but I have a good smoothie game, Maggie. You have – just because I don't look like Saquon doesn't mean I don't know how to make a smoothie. Not only do you not look like Saquon, you don't look like you belong – you don't look like the same species of person <laughs> as Saquon Barkley. One of his thighs has more muscle than my entire body. I That's see, a fair statement. Your neck. <laughs> uh, Bogus is here with headlines. Hi. And guys, let's put an asterisk on last night's Laker win, 132-131 <laughs> over the Raptors in Toronto. Since LA was awarded 23 free throws in the fourth quarter, two for the Raptors. The disparity was 36-13 for the game. Happened tonight. This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. The league will certainly not allow that. Toronto <laughs> head coach Darko Ryakovich saying all of that post game. He'll be fined a few loonies for the outburst, which also included. They had to win tonight. If that's if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Le LeBron. I love this guy. 
Oh. Factually correct, too. Like, dude, if you didn't know you, LeBron was going to get calls in L.A., welcome to America. Uh, LeBron and his Lakers focused That translates in any language. <laughs> On Anthony. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> On Anthony Davis is 41 points. The T-Wolves rolled through Orlando 113-92 with Carl Anthony Towns scoring 28. And the Kings 131-110 winners in Detroit after erasing an early 20-point hole and then blowing a 15-point third-quarter lead. DeMontis to bonus 37 points, 10 boards, and 13 assists. The top two teams in men's college basketball lost to unranked opponents last night, the first time that's happened since 2016. Nebraska took down number one, Purdue, in Lincoln, 88-72, and Iowa State gave number two, Houston, its first loss of the season, 57-53. So, Again, the latest reports from Jersey say Giants D coordinator Wink Martindale cursed out head coach Brian Dable Monday after Dable fired Martindale's two favorite assistants. Wink maybe stormed out of the facility, went to the airport, and flew home to Florida. NFL (laughs) Network now adding on that the Giants are not actively looking for a new D.C. yet. This is a high-quality staring contest. The Giants want him to resign. He wants them to to fire him, and we'll see who blinks first. Time. And you, you know who wants him in their booth? The, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- immediately that trouble started, and every Eagles fan was on the internet saying, give us Wink Martindale. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to checkmate the Giants, too. Like, if you yep. are really that upset. Now, Saquon Barkley of the Giants literally just joined us and said, if there was this tension that was reported, he never saw it. Yeah. So Didn't say there wasn't. That's had like a, a bit of a diplomatic answer. Well, he said yes. they, they hit it, and that's their jobs to hide it. I see. I, I, I'm I dubious about this. Brian Dable doesn't look like he can hide anything. <laughs> <laughs> or Wink Martindale. Yeah. I he mean, stormed out of the meeting. Dable, though, wears his emotions on his sleeves. He's I one think, of these Western New Yorkers. Are, uh, yeah, him yeah. and Sirianni. They're both upstate <laughs> yeah. New Yorkers. And Maggie Gray. And me, but this is part of, well, maybe you're it's part fiery, of all of our You're a fiery people, Maggie. You can embrace <laughs> no, it. Bogish sent me an article yesterday. I was just going to get to that Go if ahead. you want. Yeah. Oh, um, I want to hear it. More good news for upstate New York. <laughs> Maggie's glorious hometown of Binghampton. Binghampton. <laughs> uh, Not the lost Hampton. Apparently the, Hampton. the sleepwalking leader of New York State. All right. Experts <laughs> at Mattress Next Day went through Google searches and determined that Binghamton had 2,243 searches per 10,000 residents <laughs> for sleepwalking more than any other city in the Empire State. So First congrats all, to Binghamton. That's a lie. Not that many people in Binghamton have the internet. And secondly, <laughs> that's just what we look like, guys. <laughs> that, that's called the nightlife in Binghamton. <laughs> we're not sleepwalking. That's just what our faces look like. We're we're just zombies. Well, isn't sleep, sleepwalking cause uh, one of the causes like the, like the stress or in your head, yeah. uh, something that you're holding on to? Yes. So maybe there's a lot of that, a lot of that. Listen, you try to <laughs> you try to live in the place in the United States with the second most cloudiest days <sighs> in the country, <laughs> only second to like Seattle. And Seattle at least has like Seattle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's got some it is, I'm telling you, I love it there. I love my friends. You guys know I did the show from there recently. I'm a yeah. member of this beautiful hotel, of yeah. the Sports Hall of just Fame. L- looking out the window on your Zoom, almost sent me into <laughs> state of depression. <laughs> Made you want to sleepwalk right out of the studio. <laughs> I love it there. It's 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 my hometown. I love my friends and my family there. But it is beyond depressing to live in a valley that's cold and gray yeah. from October to Memorial Day. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. See, I was, to relax. 
I was wondering if, if it was the problem actually was on your end in Binghamtonians and that they didn't, they mm. thought they were sleepwalking. Yeah. They actually were just awake in this crappy atmosphere. <laughs> my, wife, <laughs> my wife does not sleepwalk, but she wakes up in the middle of the night every night and the state of panic says, where are the kids? Every night. It's like serious? 2 o'clock in the Still. morning. Where are the kids? And I say, they're in bed, hon. And she goes, okay. And goes to sleep. So, That's all she needs is a little reassurance. Have you ever encountered somebody sleepwalking? Um... Like, kind of. Not, like, yeah, my I kids have, have like, come in, and they're still kind the of kids. asleep. Right. It's beyond scary. It's weird. Because everything associated with kids is a little like a horror movie anyways. Yeah. Like, they're toys like, and stuff. It's and, a, a Japanese horror film. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> All of a sudden, someone's just standing there with their eyes closed. Yeah. Like, hello? No, thank you. Yeah, my daughter, her bangs would come over her face, so she would literally <laughs> look like the, that Japanese horror character. But my, my brother-in-law, as a kid, would, like, really move around the house like he, yeah. had, he went outside one time they were they were on a vacation Ooh. he was outside like in the front grass of their like rental house okay do you remember when i don't know if this is specifically this drug but when ambien first came on the market the sleeping drug and uh -huh. people were sleep driving and they would go sleep and binge eat in their kitchens and have wake up and have no recollection that you ate like a whole pint of ice cream. No, that's you, Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't take it. Called excuses. <laughs> yeah, if none of us ever heard that story. <laughs> if I took that one was Ambien, not in the never news. Wake up. <laughs> Do you remember when Ambien came on the market? Everyone was accidentally eating ice cream. Good excuse, Mag. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Do we have Lexus Nexus here? I'm going to search out the news. You guys all remember when Ambien came on and I guys. downed that Ben and Jerry's. Uh, oh, my gosh. Am I slandering Ambien? Bogus. Don't, don't you all do it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find this. Uh, thank you so much for those headlines. Thank you to Saquon Barkley, who joined us as well. Coming up, we do have the piece of news you have to hear because is one major name on the move? We'll get to that in a moment. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff here on CBS Sports Radio. I did a little research, or as Aaron Rodgers would say, I did my own research in the break, and I was right. A study did link Ambien to unconscious food forays. 
Hmm. that the sleeping pill seemed to unlock a primitive desire to eat in some patients. You guys didn't believe me that that sleeping drug made people do some, had some wacky side effects. It's not that we didn't believe you. You said, you guys, you, you guys all remember when Ambien came out and that uh, people were eating in the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah. When did Ambien come out, by the way? This is an article in the New York Times from 2006. Night eaters remember nothing about their foraging, but they wake up to find telltale clues. Mouthfuls of peanut butter, Tostitos in their bed, kitchen counters overflowing with flour, missing food, even lighted ovens and stoves. Oh, I mean, that gets a little scary. That, that sounds like uh, like an excuse. Oh, I don't remember picking out late at night. Or I, I don't remember when I came downstairs to the kitchen, turned the stove on, and then went back to sleep. That sounds kind of crazy. Uh, okay, one thing I want to keep on the radar here, while there's coaching vacancies and while things may move around, uh, Pete, can we get uh, cut number 11? Um, this was yesterday. Aaron Rodgers actually asked about a football topic, which is Devontae Adams. And the reason why they asked this is because Garrett Wilson is changing his number from 17 to 5. And some sleuths out there thought, hmm, could it be paving the way for Devontae Adams, who wears 17, to maybe ask for a trade to the Jets? Here's what Rodgers said. None right now. <laughs> Absolutely none. Um there's a lot of time. I think first part is to like let the emotion get out of it and get away everybody involved from Woody and Christopher to, to Joe to Robert to all the players, you know, just kind of like let the emotion out of it, uh, you know, and, and uh, get away from it. But yeah, obviously creating a championship team is, is, uh, is the goal for Joe. And obviously that's what Woody wants. Okay, and Roger said that he will be, a, uh, you know, what do you call it, um, recruiting free agents, not free agents, Devontae Adams would be a trade, obviously. But if Rodgers wants Adams and if Adams actually wants to come to the Jets, I think this gets done. So would you have to give up a first for Devontae Adams? He just turned 31 on Christmas Eve. I don't think so because you'd be taking on the salary. Yeah, so why would the Raiders do that, though? Well, it depends. Do they want to start tearing things down? I don't know how close they actually feel. Maybe the coaching hire will have a, will, will kind of signal what they think about the team. If it's Jim Harbaugh, Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere. If it's a lesser-known coordinator, or maybe you stay with Antonio Pierce, then maybe they try to rebuild a little. Yeah, I wonder if, if the Raiders, you know, look at it from the Raiders' point of view. They want to, If they do want to train him, they want the biggest market possible. I'm not sure the Jets, unless Devontae Adams is really going to put his foot down, if you're the Raiders, what do you care? If well, somebody's offering you the 25th pick compared to a third rounder. I would say, look at all the great wide receivers that are out there. Maybe I start this over and I find my next Jordan Addison or something. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, okay. That's it. Thank you to Ryan Botcher. Thank you to Pete Pilati, of course. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish. Thank you to Saquon Barkley, who joined us earlier today. Widows, coffee drinkers, callers. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.